0: Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker. With me once again, for the 80th week in a row, Zach Mabry. Zach, what's going on?
1: How many weeks? No. Oh, wait, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Two weeks in a row. Three. Well, this is the third. Yeah, that's true. Tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at, hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z-A-C Mabry. Mabry is spelled M-A-B-R-Y. Email us, podcast at romancircusblog.com. Find us on iTunes. Rate and review us if you want. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. Every week I tell people how to spell your name when you are considerably more popular and famous than me, but also my name is much more blander than yours. So I
1: mean yours is much more flavorful, right? I mean
0: No Baker,
1: hey oh
0: Oh I see what you did. Impressive. I'll get
1: off the podcast now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I do like my name, but it's very easy to spell. What's going on, Zach? It's another week another week of being Catholic. How about that? Every every week we get to live, we get to be Catholic that week. Is that exciting or what?
1: It is. It is exciting. Um I let's see. This past Sunday I was reading the wrong section I was reading the wrong Sunday for Mass. Nice at Mass. Okay. And I, I kinda caught it because I was normally I pick up some of the Latin you know, <laughs> during the epistle sure. or the gospel, and I was I was not picking up anything. Okay. okay. Well, so I just an interesting thing is the way that the Sundays are numbered is different than you would think. So um this past Sunday was actually the so you have Easter, right?
0: I've heard of it, yes. And then
1: and then you have Low Sunday, which is the first Sunday after Easter, is how they're numbered. Okay. And then you have the second Sunday after Easter, and then this is the third Sunday. Well, I didn't realize they were numbered by how many afters they are, and so you would think that Easter itself would be one, and then Divine Mercy slash Low Sunday would be two, and then three, four. So I thought it was four, but it was three. So it was really embarrassing. For I nobody but you know.
0: I'm just impressed that you like to fake like you know what you're reading during mass. So.
1: Right. I mean, obviously, I figured it out, you know, 10 minutes into the mass, but it, it, I didn't realize I didn't have my Sundays right.
0: Oh, man. How embarrassing. Did you ask for a redo? You say pause? Yeah, and I, just, start I over? said,
1: excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. Um,
0: then you just started me. making um, <laughs> like, coughing sounds. You're just like,
1: uh, huh, huh, Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, I, I read the wrong collect, so... You could just go back and do it again, and I can be reading it along uh-huh. um, yeah, no, so it's um it's nice these these Sundays uh of Easter are great, or well sorry, these Sundays after Easter are great, and um, obviously we have Ascension Thursday coming up in a few Thursdays to just send us off um, and so you know it's a neat time. The Sunday of the year is that what they call the Easter season, right? So, sure.
0: Um,
1: so it's good. And it's after tax season, so that's
0: oh yeah, that's
1: joyous. I mean, I've got some. Um, I'm doing some extensions, and but those are fun. I like the extensions because they're they're slower, so I get to talk more directly to my clients, and um, you know, it's more fun to do extensions. So, you know, kicking that off.
0: Well, you didn't have to do an extension on me. We were we were out the gate and all filed and prepared. Now I'm just waiting on a uh what's it called so I can give you more money.
1: Oh, an invoice?
0: Yeah, an invoice.
1: Yeah, I know. In a in a different world, I don't charge my friends, but in the real world, I have to pay insurance and all these things and all the returns I do. So
0: I mean, I have to do it. it was uh either give money to you or give money to someone I don't know so I would just rather give it to you
1: that's right because you know me and you don't know that, that person you don't know
0: it's it's so true words
1: so words true. to live by so um while I don't recognize the republican government of france <laughs> um, i did i i did hear that the um the so-called president of france emmanuel macron is uh Is visiting. Yes, he is. And I guess um, uh, Trump president of the North American landmass, he uh, brushed some dandruff off of of fake President Macron's shoulder.
0: Yeah, he said something along the lines of, like, we're very good friends. See, look, I'm going to brush the dandruff off his shoulder. We have to keep him perfect. He is perfect. That was like something along those lines.
1: He did hold that press conference at Versailles, which I thought was very touching and very respectful to the balls. Um But the, uh, you know, I mean, it, it just, democracy is so vulgar.
0: Or is it canceled, Zach?
1: The, yes, democracy is canceled.
0: Democracy is canceled. You've heard it here I, first.
1: I wish. No, I don't even know how you, un, I don't even know how you, like, do that. Like, un, I
0: don't know undemocracy? How, normally,
1: yeah, like, normally you just, like, you look back to how anybody became, like, the, you know, like a monarch, and it just sort of happened, right. it seems like. So I don't know how you do that here, where, you know, we didn't have, I mean, there was a royal family of, of Hawaii, maybe they can become, be restored over the rest of us, I don't know.
0: It's a very peaceful but, place.
1: I mean, surely by now, we've, all these people have, uh, the the uh you know, the axiom that we stole from Anne Barnhart was the... Um, You know, the fact that a given person is holding or seeking to hold high-level public office is proof in and of itself that said person is either morally or psychologically unfit to hold high-level public office.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I said this on the podcast when we talked about it, but that's why in 2008 I liked Fred Thompson. One, because he was on Law & Order, and two, because he looked like he didn't want to be there and I was like yeah this is this is the guy for me.
1: If Wait, did he I don't even know this. What is this?
0: Fred Thompson, he was in the Republican primary and he used to be the uh senator of Tennessee or something like that. Uh-huh. But he also after his political career was the DA on law and order. And he he would always give Jack McCoy those Rough and tumble cases that he succeeded so well in the courtroom with. So yeah, he he kind of got pushed to make a run at the presidency, and in the primary, he just kind of looked over it like he, and he like he didn't want to be there, and that was the guy for me.
1: Yeah, there were reports that Melania Trump was devastated when uh, Donald Trump won won the president. <coughs> I would imagine
0: Sorry. she was
1: just, just, uh, choked on air. Um, yeah. So, I mean, to me that makes her like the only trustworthy person in this whole enterprise. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, you should be horrified about something as terrible as being president of the United States. That's where whenever they're like, Oh, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I'm like, you're nothing like me. I would rather <laughs> die than be president of the United States. Are you kidding? Wow! I mean, maybe there's an essential oil for the presidents of the United States, but (laughs) until that, unless I can, if anyone out there is Young Living, you can let me know. But I would never. People are always begging me to run for president. I'm just kidding. Um,
0: this is this is the episode where Zach loses his mind.
1: Basically, basically already lost it. We. When like we were like post-tax
0: When we were prepping for the show.
1: That's we, good. Let's pretend we prepped for this show. Yeah.
0: Well, no. We did say that we did talk about this was we the past four episodes have been very like topic driven, right? But Yes. But we thought we'd just kind of free flow and talk about our talk about what's going on. We have kind of a point we'll get to, but we thought this would be like a very crunchy episode of the Roman Circus podcast. Yeah, very, very crunchy. Which leads to the question on everyone's mind, are, are you the Ethan or are you the Patrick? That's the question everyone's been asking the past 10 minutes.
1: Well, okay. So, you know, Ethan is the funny one. Okay. And Patrick is the smart one. Okay. And so I think I'm... Both, but then, oh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. No, I mean, what do you think? Who's the Who's the Ethan and who's the Patrick?
0: I, you know, I never thought about it until the moment I posited the question.
1: Damn.
0: We'll have to let the listeners decide on that.
1: Yes, and for anyone who maybe hasn't caught the reference, we're referring to the, the awesome podcast, The Crunch, and the two hosts, Ethan and Patrick, who um you can follow them at what at bro possible yeah at catholic pat yeah um and so i mean you know I, I went on the crunch and it was a lot of fun so yeah listen to their i mean not just the one that had me on it last may listen to all their episodes they have really good stuff sometimes they get mad about things like netflix and i loved it <laughs> did, they,
0: did they pay us for this commercial is that do we have do you have to send them an invoice too
1: yeah, and just send them, you can just ask Siri to send them those Apple Pay requests now that there's Apple Pay. Oh, wow. I know. Great. Speaking of Siri, sometimes Siri makes me a little bit nervous.
0: What does that mean?
1: Well, like, I don't know. It's, it's like she's always listening.
0: Yeah. You know you don't have to have that, right? What do you mean? You can just burn it all. Get rid of all your electronics.
1: But then we couldn't have the Roman Circus podcast.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: No, because I have the HomePod. Okay. So, like, almost anywhere in my house, if I, if I say the magic word, which in reverse are Siri, Hey.
0: Hey, Siri. Did that work? No, I'm not a speaker.
1: If I were to just, like, the magic word is Hey, Siri.
0: Nope. No, it lit up. Okay, fair enough.
1: Like you can't see it because this is an audio but um <laughs> I'm telling you all. Anyway, um you know, she's been she's been she's actually a really good DJ. Like if you tell her what you're going for, she'll play um she'll she's pretty good at playing a mix, you know? Yeah. Like she can do nineties hits like pretty well.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Not nineties hit movies. We all know what that would be. But uh nineties hit Music, you know, like zigzagging. Sure, I meant to say crisscross, Sorry. Wow. Z- Zigzag. Um, can we can we cut that out before?
0: Zigzag will make you jump, jump, right?
1: Yeah, man. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I guess it's kind of interesting what's going on in the world. So there was the third royal baby was born, right. Um, And I think that's great. I think – I'm glad that they have three children. I hope they have three more. And, um, you know, an interesting point of history, the rules changed in 2013 when Princess Charlotte was born. And so basically before the order of um, succession to become, you know, the sovereign – Went, you know, by birth order, but it went all of the boys and then all of the girls in a given line, right? And so, um, this world baby, and is there a name yet? I don't think there's a name yet. Um, anyway, uh, he would have jumped, it was a he, so he would have jumped Charlotte, except that the rules have now changed, so he's after Charlotte, okay? And so, because I, you know, obviously the sovereign right now is Elizabeth II, um, and then. Uh, you know, Prince Charles, unfortunately, um, and then <laughs> Prince William, and then Prince George, Princess Charlotte, Charlotte and then baby number three. So, um, and then Harry, I think. Yeah. So, um, it's an, you know, each time a baby is born, it, it shakes things up. But this one was different because now, it's by birth order, regardless of sex. So, so Charlotte doesn't lose her place.
0: So Charlotte's okay.
1: Yeah, just she. I, I think that Charlotte. I think she's she knows the count. You know, how, I think Charlotte. How old knows is how she many now? People, um,
0: uh, two two years or something.
1: Why don't you check the evil Google? Yeah, and see what they had to say. Um, no, I don't, but I think that Charlotte knows how many people have to perish for her to be the sovereign. And I think she's got some things up her sleeves. I oh, don't know. Oh, yeah. I, you look at, you look at pictures of her and I think she's really power hungry. I don't know. I see it. <laughs> I think, she, I, I think that she's going to restore Catholicism to England after she, Oh wow! you know, finds her way. She's going to, she's like, they need to make sure she never reads, um, Macbeth.
0: Yeah, right. Huge if true. Yeah. Huge if true, Zach.
1: Right. Wait, Macbeth but, uh, or is it Hamlet? No, Macbeth is uh he's the one that wants to become king. Okay. Well his wife wants to of Scotland. But uh the Yeah, so that's the one where they, you know, make that happen. Okay. So but then the sad thing is that as this royal baby is being born, is the uh, the unfortunate Situation with this baby Alfie Evans right um, which you know by the time we post this episode uh, hopefully um, he's he's in Italy he's an Italian citizen being held now um, in England but um, you know this two year old child who is basically being held hostage by the national health system in England um, uh, is you know his parents want to take him to another hospital to get him care. And the hospital has removed his respirator. He's been breathing on his own, uh-huh. and so their their next plan is to basically starve him. And so, um, it's horrifying. I mean, and even the Holy Fathers had to get involved. And it's pretty bad if if you really have to go all the way to the Pope. I mean, the the Supreme Pontiff, right um, on Earth, is having to to intervene over some hospital bureaucrat, just nasty person.
0: Right. It's not something he would do lightly.
1: Well, right, and it's not something he should have to do. I mean he didn't take an oath, he's not a doctor. why should he, well, I mean why should he have to be doing this? but he is, and the Italian government you know thankfully has has extended citizenship to this poor child mm-hmm. and you know they're ready to send in military planes to get this kid out of there and so you know hopefully he gets the care that he needs. Um, I have seen people on Twitter point out that. You know, because he's baptized, he would be, you know, a guaranteed saint yeah. for he to perish. Um, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make it okay for for them to not get him care. But, I mean, I, you know, I, I do hope that if that happens, he's somehow made a saint. I mean, like, and put as, like, the patron saint of that town or something. I mean, something to make it clear that, that this isn't, you know, this isn't right. Um, but I mean, hopefully it's a a big show of support for life that the Pope got involved in this. And, um, you know, it's something to be, it's one of the reasons we have a Pope is for things like this. And so, um, you know, we'll just need to all be praying for him and, and his parents. And I mean, and, and of course the most important thing is that, you know, he, he has been baptized and, um, you know, so eternity is is worked out, but he, you know, he deserves to have a life on earth. I mean, that's why he was born. So um, we'll be praying for him. And I don't know, by the time we post this episode, this may be old news. He might be posting up in a a hospital in Italy and the Pope sitting there comforting his family. Who knows?
0: With a big bowl of rigatoni.
1: And gelato. I saw for St. George Day that the Pope had free gelato for homeless people
0: yeah it's been a big week for pope francis
1: yeah a lot of wins a lot of wins very little very little to say sarcastically about the pope this week so twitter just doesn't even know what to do yeah he's kind of the first real pope i feel like twitter really took off after 2013 and so the he's like the first real twitter pope
0: (laughs) twitter pope yeah yeah i guess he would be So,
1: how's California? Are you guys still breaking off? Like, I haven't been watching the news.
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I just keep my head down. They've cleaned up the homeless problem around my apartment, which is nice. I mean, they're still homeless, but it it was really bad. And, uh, yeah, they're kind of... What are you doing? You can hear that? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I was reaching into my carton of goldfish. Hold on, let me just get my arm out of here.
0: (laughs) I am leaving this in. We have to be punished for our sins.
1: You are like you just wreck my credibility with the people. (laughs) Leaving some of this stuff in.
0: Um, Do you want me to take it out?
1: No, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, fish are good for you.
0: Let's use this. Let can we? Let's get to the topic at hand. Okay.
1: Yeah, give the people what they paid for.
0: Okay. Well, we've already done that. They didn't pay anything and they've gotten nothing. So, uh I was thinking a lot recently about a quote, a, a piece of advice my dad gave me years ago. Okay? You ready for mm-hmm.
1: this? Yes.
0: It's good advice. When back when I was younger, I I guess maybe 14 somewhere around that age when I was coming into my own in like music and trying to figure out what I liked listening to and what really, you know, got the emotions all riled up. Cause that's what music mm-hmm. does at the end of the day. Pop music, right? Right. So it, obviously most music is ultra trash. So, the odds are if you're gonna to gear towards music it's gonna be some form of something that doesn't isn't spiritually fulfilling, right? My dad, seeing what music I was listening to, he I forget the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, you know, you need to watch out because what what they're talking about in these songs aren't good and if you don't watch out, like that'll creep into your thoughts and it'll creep into your Actions, and it'll just kind of take over, you know, which is good advice mm-hmm. now my my response to that was the classic response of anyone that age do you can you have a guess at what that response is
1: You said, Shut up, Dad,
0: yes <laughs> no, not that what is what i what I said was oh, don't worry, I don't listen to the lyrics. <laughs> I'm sure, I don't know if you've used that excuse, Zach, but guarantee you know at least a million people who use that excuse, to which my dad said, I bet you if I offered you a million dollars to sing one of the songs, you would be able to sing it word for word. Ooh. Right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, smart.
0: That's a death blow. Now, obviously, I said, "Shut up, Dad," and I ran out of the house never to return again, but also you know it took about I would say five years, seven years somewhere in there to find to come to realize that my dad was completely correct, like obviously he was a hundred percent correct, and then you could I could just start seeing that same excuse crop up with people like you in college you would talk to a girl and you would say oh why do you listen to this song why do you dance to this song it's pretty degrading to women they're like oh well i just like the dancing i don't listen to the lyrics so that you know it's it's fairly common Did you
1: really ask that question in college?
0: Yeah i asked that once.
1: Oh.
0: I was very ahead of okay. my time. I yeah. also I also went to Arizona state so there was plenty of opportunity to ask someone doing something wrong why they're doing that thing that's wrong. But uh, anyway,
1: so it- well, it's funny how the lyrics just get in your head and they stay there. I mean, I can remember lyrics from songs back to when I was in, you know, uh, you know, elementary school. Sure. I mean, a lot of people only by lyric. Oh, you know, sad note: the guy from Schoolhouse Rock died. But oh, a lot yeah. of people only know how Bill becomes a law because they can remember the lyrics to song.
0: Right. Um, yeah. No. And, that's- and like
1: I was in. I was in an Uber recently with a friend, and this just horrible song came on from the early 2000s. And I realized as it was going, I was like, "I remember every, every word, of word. This and this is so filthy." Yeah. And it was—I was like, all of these words are literally in, in my head, right? Because where else? Like, how else do I remember them? They're stored in my memory,
0: <laughs> right? So this, it this, this got me thinking. It's not. This isn't going to be a episode that's a critique on music. Music the that was just the kind of device to get to where we where we need to go, okay? It got me thinking about in terms of you know, growing in the faith or in your spiritual life. It got me thinking about things like that. So, what I think the misconception is for me, maybe if I don't remember my exact thoughts, but I, I've had the benefit. I've spoken before of never. I've never not been Catholic. I've always attended Mass. I can I can count on my hand, one hand, the number of times I remember not going on a Sunday, right? So for me, it was never the the critiques early on when it came to spiritual warfare and these things seeping in. It was never. Oh well, it was. Oh, well, sorry, I should rephrase that. It was always from my point of view of oh don't worry this is not going to turn me not catholic right so i thought about it big picture what i wasn't thinking about was oh hey this stuff might stagnate me in my catholicism does that make sense so it, when we the, these little these little things that that sink in it's not about the it's not about oh i can do this cuz i'm still going to go to mass on sunday it's more about oh i shouldn't do this cuz maybe it will just halt me completely okay mm-hmm. so when we think about things in terms of that of what we let into our lives we need to be we need to be looking at them as little battles instead of the giant battle because if you're sna- it, it, i'm glad you're I'm glad I kept going to mass, right? I'm glad I kept going to church. I kept going and you know praying this and mm-hmm. that, but I didn't improve. I didn't grow, okay, and now I know there's an argument to be made that every time you take part in the sacraments, you're growing in grace right but yes as, as far as learning or as far as wanting to grow or I I didn't do that. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's purely because I was a heathen who went to concerts and danced around like a maniac. But everything, like my dad said, everything kind of builds up and it just the many the many pieces become one barricade, okay?
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, get to see all the gunk. I mean, you know, you don't, there's, there's more than just, you know, being a murderer. There's more than just, you know, those really bad marquee sins. There's, there's just gunk that, that doesn't, it, it builds up and it, you know, it clouds your spiritual life Right. and it, you know, you kind of have limited, we have limited time on earth where we can where we can you know grow and merit like we talked about last week sure um you know some of these things they're not bad necessarily they can be um but they're they're just such a, a wasted opportunity to do something good i mean sometimes they are like with some of some of the stuff out there in the culture i mean it is really bad and you just right. have to shut that out but some of it it's more of just why, why put so much of your time into so many small things that are not, you know, any good.
0: That, yeah, that's kind of the, that's, that's a good way of phrasing it. Cause I, I mean, I still listen to music now, although I listen to a lot less than I did. And I, you know, it, it when it finally seeped in, seeped in, like I would, started to, you know, completely stop listening to some bands or like. You know, try, you try and fill that void with something else. Like, it's always, mm-hmm. for me, I fully realize that I'm going to, I've said this before, like, I, quiet is not a thing I do well. I, I it, Which is kind of weird because I'm able to personally be quiet, but I'm talking about interior quiet. Like, I, I like listening to podcasts and I like listening to sports talk radio or music. You know, I, I, I just like that stuff because it, Appeals to my passions. It appeals to my emotions. You know, right? So, so I, it's so it's all about finding finding something that can fit better. Then and, it reminds
1: me of a great quote okay. from from just the greatest of all encyclicals, Maraevo. Okay, by Pope Gregory the Sixteenth of Happy Memory. So. <clears throat> Here's what he says. He says, is there any sane man who would say poison ought to be distributed, sold publicly, stored, and even drunk because some anecdote is available and those who use it may be snatched from death again and again? And so he's basically saying, he's like, you know, if there's there's something good, I mean, are, are we really okay putting junk out there because there may be something good that comes of it?
0: Right. Well, that
1: yeah. Or there may be a cure.
0: That's kind of the the modern idea of we have to be in the world to battle it. Right? The world is gonna you. The world is gonna eat you alive. I I don't you know just to be frank, like it's it's knowing you. It's knowing what the world has to offer and how to kind of combat back against it. Right and it it's deceptive too because it can come in pretty packages like it can come in nice things that are kind of uh i don't know they're they're like happy and they they speak about pleasant things and but they're shrouded and just i don't know what the correct term is like no theology or even bad theology, if that makes sense. Like it, like that's how, that's how it can deceive you. Cause it, it, on the surface, these, there's things like shows or books or, I don't know, music even that seem light and friendly and like, oh, they just, they're, they're inspiring, but they also, there's no, no depth or no substance to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it reminds me, and a lot of people don't really care much for this book, but the book Brave New World by Alvis Huxley. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just flooded with completely just ephemeral entertainment, yeah, and things that just feel good all the time, but don't really ask anything of them. That's the and thing. It sort of it's it sort of numbs them to reality, right? And I, I I see a lot of books like this where you just flip through it, and I mean it's it can be you know hundreds of pages and of nothing. I mean, of just absolute dribble. Yes. And it, it doesn't challenge you. It, it may just make you feel good and think, oh, well, that's nice. But it doesn't ask you anything. There's so much that it doesn't say, you know. Right. You're just reading it, and it's it's all just fluff. And the problem is, is that those types of things, they, like, set your mind to not actually see all of the, you know, actually, sort of deep, important aspects of life, uh-huh. because you're just kind of seeing all this fluff, right? And it, it numbs you to, you know, the fact that there's more out there.
0: Well, yeah, and the with the with that type of stuff too, it you can find that it actually hinders you when it comes time to do something challenging. Um, it that sounds. I guess that sounds a little more extreme than I meant, but like, if if it's just constant fluff, if there's a little something something's in the way, like if if I let's just say I don't don't, okay, there's there's a the church if the church asks something of you, but you you don't have the tool if you've just been like not prepping yourself to take on that challenge, then you won't do it. Like something as simple as finding something new to give up for lent, okay? If you're if you immerse yourself in just doing if you're doing the same thing every year and then you're just em- embracing these things that just ca- that just get a hold of your emotions and they're nice and they're light and they don't ask anything of you, you won't be able to give up something new for lent. You know what I'm saying? You get that idea?
1: Yeah yeah i mean basically it's, it's if if something is challenging, if something requires you to think about it, if something on the surface level doesn't make sense, uh-huh. it becomes bad because good is is all of this just fluff
0: uh-huh.
1: and that's that's a problem with a lot of the sort of feel good industry because you know it's good to feel good you know it's sure. better to be good, but feeling good by basically making everything shallow and meaningless is you know, I mean, that's, it cheapens just everything and it doesn't, it's not authentically good. And so you, you know, you kind of want to be careful with, with like things that are intentionally designed to make you feel good now at all costs. Right. You know, I mean, some of the things that make you feel the best don't feel good at first. I mean, from what I'm told, exercise makes you feel good. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I exercise sucks, at least in my opinion. So. Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, eventually it feels good. But, you know, if you're used to just, you know, curling up and watching a movie and that feeling good, then, yeah, exercise is going to seem awful. Uh Um, And that's, you know, that's some of the the challenge is to sort of break past this sort of, you know, shallow kind of low-hanging fruit mentality. You know, and to give you the opposite example, I think, you know, because a lot of times you can sort of see – a similar you kind of look at the opposite. So I was like the opposite of this is what a lot of people fall into are like just hard conspiracy theories. Sure. And those have a similar numbing effect of like oh, you know, this is terrible and you know, lizard people have taken over the government and all of those also numb you because you don't actually engage in the world because of course the lizard people have everything under
0: sure. You know, sure. control. Sure. Sure, if you if you if you think that every single thing the Vatican does is shady and is secretly trying to go against the church, then...
1: Yeah, and that, you you, know, Pope Francis is an alien. I mean, you don't have to really take it that far, but, uh, you know.
0: What that does is it gives you an out to not sacrifice for the church or to learn about some of the things within the church, right? Because if this pope is out to get you, then why you have to spend all your time fighting and going to blogs and writing on message boards. You don't have time to learn silly things like the dogmas of the faith or why we do what we do. So it, you're right. It has it. The opposite also has the the same effect.
1: Yeah. It kind of horseshoes back around that this sort of unwillingness to engage with the world that it actually is yeah. will manifest itself in this sort of obsession with fluff and just junk. And yeah. then the, you know, it's so it's so you
0: you know you know it, it when it gets vague that's when it's you almost have to question it right when it uses like the vague the vague word like terms or like phrases that are just too almost almost like uh impossibly broad you know
1: yeah, well, no, they have this, like, dorky language that they, I mean, the fluff people, because it, it's always about, you have to cut out, um, like, certain verbs and certain words. So it's like, let's go be church. And, <laughs> you know, shouldn't we all, let's come together and have encounter. And it's just, yeah. it's very painful, because, I mean, there is grammar. But, you know, the lack of precision. I mean, on the other side, you could, you know, in a globalist. Uh, you hey, know, hey, I mean, <laughs> keep,
0: keep. <laughs> Keep him out of this. How dare you?
1: I won't. I, I won't insult. No, but I mean.
0: No, I'm just yes, kidding.
1: No, the lack of precision, I think, goes on both sides. I mean, unwillingness to have precision in things is is uh, pretty standard for the fluff industry and the conspiracy industry. And both of those, to me, are just complete opioid, mental opioids. Right. Of not, I don't want to engage with the world as it is, so I'm just going to keep with my bumper sticker quotes, um, you know all is all is happy and then i don't want to engage in the world and so i'm going to say that it's these shape shifting mark zuckerberg zombies that control us <laughs> yeah. um you, you know you have to you have to actually engage in the world as it actually is and you can't build up these fake paradigms whether they're one or the other i mean i don't know if i mean maybe i just know a lot more people that get into conspiracies um
0: yeah i i but, I mean, They're I love I lo- not
1: more than fluff. I'm, fluff is everywhere, but a lot of conspiracies too.
0: I love a good conspiracy. Don't get me wrong, Zach, but um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just that's what I've been thinking about because it. There's some things that frustrate me. I admittedly, I'm one of those people that feels cheated because the world of Catholicism has opened up. Right before my eyes, over the past four years, five years, and um, I just see all the things that I have missed out on. Right, so so that yeah. that makes me a little more jaded from the standpoint of when I see when I see just you know things that are just garbage. Just
1: the interesting thing is you can see that. I don't know if you've ever seen that happen with priests. Yeah. Who were were given just, you know, fluff and just nothing in seminary. Yeah. And then they ha- they have come to learn a lot about the faith in their ministry and they'll they'll just be a little bit jaded about what were they doing in seminary. I mean a lot of the seminaries are, right. are are good now, but depending on when they were in seminary and where, um you know, there's a, the book Goodbye, Good Men can kind of explain what's what went on with American seminaries. Right. And I mean, they toned it down so they could publish it. So I mean, it, yeah. you know, the, the the real gory stuff didn't get put in that book. But um, the you meet a lot of because, you know, again, I didn't grow up Catholic. And so I didn't, I didn't have years and years and years of Catholic school, and right. then come out not knowing, not not know, not even been told about the real presence. You know, you'll You'll meet people, our old priest used to say that, you know, he would, he would run into people that went to Catholic schools their whole lives who had never heard about the real presence.
0: Right. Sure.
1: I mean, well, how do you blame them for that? I mean, they had a whole, I mean, they, they, they should be able to to say, well, I went to Catholic schools. I should know more about the faith than I do about math or, you know, mm. the rest of STEM. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, so... That's kind of my battle that I fight is the the jadedness which I you know I it's kind of a constant it's it I catch myself getting upset at things and then in the spiral of shame I'll get upset at myself for getting upset about things you know you know that vicious cycle yeah because um, I just can't I just can't do like i I see I just can't fluff I can I can't fluff much and
1: I can't even I mean I'll have times where people start with that stuff and I'll, I'm just listening and I'm like I've been listening to you for fifteen minutes and I have not been able to pick out a point like what are you talking about yeah i like I don't understand and and but you'll see people nodding and clapping and crying and I'm like nothing has been said yet there's nothing <laughs> salient in this Nothing. right i i don't i don't know how to I, I it's like i'm sitting here looking like am i hearing the same speech as y'all because i'm just hearing just meaningless platitudes over yeah. and over and over
0: right it yeah it's it's that's i don't know maybe i need i i can't tell if i need more fluff because you know virtue lies in the main zach we shouldn't yeah. be. We shouldn't be in too far in any one direction.
1: Well, that's why I brought up the conspiracy stuff. And I, you know, you don't have to be. I mean, you look at the saints, and they were happy people. I mean, you know, they suffered, but like there is. I mean, it doesn't mean that.
0: Yeah, but they were happy in the truth, right? That's the big difference.
1: Yes. Yes, but... and I mean, the truth should make you because of the, the you know the detachment because of the virtues and everything you should be happier more docile lighter i mean in general it shouldn't be making you you know long term you know just a foreboding you know scold i mean a lot of times it's more the modernists to me are the ones that are constantly scolding everybody about you know you're not open enough or whatever um you know you if you if you really have the faith it should bring about a certain amount of peace and You should sort of have an easier time, you know, with recreation and enjoying yourself because you've sort of, you've gotten to sort of throw off a lot of the burdens of modern life. Um,
0: That's true freedom, Zach.
1: Yeah. I mean, like the only good spiritual writer that's living right now is uh, Jacques Philippe and all of his stuff is constantly talking about this, constantly harping about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, he's one of the only people who I can see almost... People all across the spectrum will recommend Jacques Philippe's books, and they're very good and i mean there's there's really no one else right now, but at least there's one i mean there's no great spirit there's no great like um, theologians or anything you know of any mer- like of any prominence uh-huh. currently and so at least we've got like one spiritual writer but obviously we're not going through a time of a lot of great minds, so yeah,
0: um, that's know, having
1: what, this like very well known spiritual writer. I mean at least we have one.
0: That's the thing that gets me too is bad theology. Like I'm not I'm not claiming to be good at theology. I don't theology good. I theology okay, right? But right. I don't I don't theology bad. I don't and that's that's what gets me too is when Because uh, that's the that's like the devious part is good stuff that sounds lovely but is has bad theology to it that right that's all that that's a that's almost a i don't listen to the music for the lyrics type of thing too right you know what i'm trying to say
1: yeah yeah you'll you'll hear things and you're like well that sounds nice and then you think about it you're like well no that doesn't really fit with any Principles of like, you know, the church or what's always been taught, right? Um, yeah, and a lot of it, it's it's like this weird idea that what Jesus wants you to do is to to stop listening to Jesus so much. <laughs> and
0: I know that's the the only thing that gets in Jesus's way more than us is Jesus's own teachings
1: it really yeah. it really
0: stunted his growth as a as a incarnate uh word
1: yeah like a lot of and a lot of them are pretty prominent and you know in the in the church and it's like they're always it's like Jesus is always undermining Jesus with his rules <laughs> and it it's like guys i i can assure you that in in the mind of the lord there was internal consistency and so if he said a and he said b A and B are logically sound and flow. You cannot oppose, you know, A and and this isn't, there were no contradictions. Like these, you know, both are valid if you said two things. And if if in your mind they're opposed to each other, then you need to sort that out yourself. Preferably before speaking publicly in the name of, you know, your office and the church. Oh, or just,
0: or just uh, forget about both and just say like, uh. Jesus just just cares just care yeah. I don't know
1: I mean all, you just hear these weird things like I've, I've you know I, I, a, a friend of mine has said before you know Jesus doesn't judge us because he loves us and I'm like I don't I don't know what you mean by that but um, he is the divine judge and, and because he loves us he judges us yeah. so I mean I don't I, again, that's just a platitude.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I don't know where where we're at in this whole conversation, but I think it. I think fluff. It,
1: we're talking about getting away from fluff, and you know, as a as a subscript, getting away, not falling into conspiracy theories as a way of well, escaping fluff.
0: But but yeah, but conspiracy theories are fluff. That's fluff too. That's it just, is
1: fluff. It's it, just it feels like a lot of times people get into conspiracy theories and they they think that they're like their eyes are open or they've taken the red pill. And I was like, you're all taking opioids. You're all <laughs> mentally, you know, completely out of it. You have got, and you just see this unwillingness to engage with the world, how it is, right? They, they can't, they can't address the topic at hand. And so they just have to, you know, throw around some kind of lunatic theory. And it's like, you have to engage with the actual world or you're going to keep running into all these problems. Right. Cause you're, you're detached from reality.
0: Right, it, so yeah. Yeah, that's it's true, man. It I didn't when we were talking about this I, that, I didn't even think about conspiracy theories. That was a good That was a good addition. You 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 uh surprised me with.
1: Now, well, I mean, I I kind of think of it like we have this big opioid crisis with actual opium, but like it's a mental opioid crisis too of of mm-hmm. just doping up your mind and refusing to engage with the world. And I think it's easy to fall into, so it's kind of got to be on guard with it. You know, have, right. I, have I refused to engage with the world by crafting an alternative universe where everything goes in a way that's comfortable to me? You know, whether that's, you know, bad books or, you know, crappy music or, you know, reptilian conspiracy theories. What what am I doing to avoid reality?
0: Right. Yeah, it's tough. It just seep. It just seeps in, and and especially too, if you're dealing with anything spiritual, regardless of if you think it is or if you think that you can avoid that spirituality, that that's going to creep in too. Like anything. Anything spiritual, good or bad, is is up for grabs, right? It's it's gonna seek in, seep in. Sink sink? I tried to say seep and sink and it came out seek. Whatever. The point is in the realm of we we always want to aim for the good spiritual things because those are the things that we'll remember. That in in forty years time, we want that to be the lyrics that we can't get out of our head we and it not the not the stuff that we enjoyed because it was nice but it had it, but the spirituality was questionable so we would just try to avoid that cuz we're not going to avoid it that when you talk about being red pilled my dad red pilled me that day and opened me up to the world of everything has an effect that's the larger that's like, You're a, like a
1: real red pill
0: right but that's the main that's kind of the main piece is everything you interact with has an effect on you. And so when you, when you eat bad food, it has an effect on your body. When you don't get enough sleep, it has an effect on your body. But when you dive into the realm of the spiritual in anything that will have an effect on your spiritual life, not necessarily by making you unspiritual or non existently spiritual, but just stunting or putting up a roadblock towards the good spiritual. Mm-hmm. And it comes in pretty packages. It really does. Like it that that's the reason. That's why that's why we can't resist it. It doesn't come with barbed wire and poison signs on it. It comes with flowers and rainbows and yay, everything. Probably current.
1: probably makes the New York Times bestseller list half the time. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, they mean the failing new york well, that's, times I mean, you
1: realize, I mean, this is what, you know, Donald Trump really figured out is that pyramids <laughs> are larger at the bottom. And so if you aim at the bottom, you're yeah. going to get a larger piece. Right. And that's what all of that, you know, kind of bottom peter book stuff is that there's just a large audience for, you know, stupid books. <laughs> um,
0: Wait, but egg. Ben Carson figured out that the pyramids were there to store grain. <laughs> I think don't don't forget about that.
1: Oh, Ben Carson. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about Ben Carson. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I guess it really does sort of go back to some of the the biggest errors of our time, which is basically philosophical non-realism. And it's only in a world that's embraced non-realism where you can say, "I'm singing a song, but I'm not singing the lyrics," right, or "Right, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm reading this." you know, I'm, I'm reading this book, but I'm, I'm only taking in the good parts. Right. You know, and it's like, well, you're reading the whole thing, buddy. Or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing yoga, but only for the exercise. I'm not doing the yoga. Right. I mean, it's like, well, you're doing the same thing as everyone else. And it doesn't matter what you go in thinking that you're doing. Um, this idea that you can be doing something and not doing it at the same time, it defies, you know, the, one of the first rules of logic of non-contradiction, so you can't can't do yoga without doing yoga people you can't you know you can't listen to a song without listening to the lyrics um, you can't you know you, you can't
0: watch a movie without watching a movie you can't read a book with everything just put in
1: right it just means that a and not a cannot be true in the same in the same way so you can't right. be doing and not doing something you know in the same way like that yeah and it, um, you know I mean and it goes all the way back. You know the the biggest area where that's also pervaded is the economy, and in a future episode, we're going to get to talk about that with our upcoming interview with Jake Datanista from Twitter. Don't it's not an interview,
0: um, Zach. We don't do interviews. We just
1: it's we, not an interview. Yeah, it's a it's a a guest show. Um, <laughs> we'll work that out in post. Um,
0: well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever.
1: But yeah, this sort of non-realism, and I mean, the thing is, is that a lot of times people that engage in it will consider themselves to be very traditional, yeah. but, you know, they won't actually engage with reality, and they'll they'll have these non-realist stances, and you think, you know, the, the cornerstone of modernism is non-realism, and you're embracing it in what you're doing. Right. You've got to, again, you know, you've got to look at the world as it actually is and respond accordingly. Because, you know, we talked about... Um, <clears throat> We talked about the senses in the last you know, the episode about hell and the episode about heaven. Okay. Right. So you're going to take in the world through your senses. It's going to go in through your common sense power to unite the image. It's going to be stored in your memory and recalled in your imagination and presented to your cognitive power for Cogu-
0: Cogitative power.
1: Co- yeah, that's right. My bad. Where it assesses, um,
0: associates, and abstracts, Zach.
1: That's Right. And if, then where does it, where does it send up? If you're injecting non real things into that, yeah. then you're I mean by definition, that's not mental health. Like that is that is by definition a mental illness. And so <laughs> yeah. you can't you have to keep things grounded in reality.
0: Right. Right. But I
1: mean that's what the whole idea of mental health is being able to correctly, you know, perceive things and then make sound judgments about them that you're able to correctly apply. Mm-hmm. And if, if any of that train in the side, you know, in or out gets messed up, that's not mental health. And so read these books and listen to these songs and do these things at your own risk. Because on the Roman circus podcast, we warned you.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> that that's... these
1: fluff books and these conspiracy theories and all of these ways of avoiding reality are a direct attack on your mental health. That's intense sounding. Zach,
0: Zach, I didn't, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess it is true. It that that was a, a point that I didn't get. I personally didn't get to, but I like it.
1: I. All of y'all are crazy. Don't call me.
0: Yeah. No. So. (laughs) So yeah. So that's. It. You know. It took me years to realize that my dad was completely correct. Now. (laughs) I don't want to give off the impression that my dad gives out great advice all the time. It's obviously 95% dad jokes and then it's, Mm -hmm. but it's then it's 4% eating and sleeping. And then it's 1% that thing that he said. So he's
1: not getting enough sleep. First of all, he'd he'd have better advice if he got more sleep. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um,
0: I say, I say, dad, you look tired. And he said, no, I'm Mike. And I'm like, okay, you, to stop with the dad jokes and go to sleep but oh, well. yeah so it i don't know it it's a it was great advice and advice that i'm glad he glad he told me and it kind of is makes the larger point of everything you do has a consequence and everything you're everything that you do you are doing that thing you can't you can't avoid doing a piece of the thing that you're doing, which sounds like a, a mush mouth statement. <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: Right, but I mean, but you start to notice the amount of times that, that you either tell yourself, oh, I'm not actually doing what I'm doing. Right. Or or you hear that being used as an excuse of, like, one. You know, it reminds me of the movie Just Friends, which I haven't seen in years. But there's a part where... Um, you know, one of the characters is working in a restaurant she's like, he's like, Oh, you're working at, you know, whatever restaurant. And she's like, well, I mean, I'm not working at the restaurant, but I, I mean, I'm working at the restaurant. Yeah. And it's like, y- but okay. I know that maybe your intention isn't to be working, you know, it's like, but you are doing that. Yeah. But you. Um, that's probably how people get so much debt too.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So we can say our, our our thesis for this episode is basically that, uh, flu- imprecise fluff, as well as conspiracy theories are mental opioids because they are a way to avoid engaging with reality. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and they will make you ment- They will make you crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean. I was going to say, I, I like that. I was just going to say that this is, if we're looking to advance in the spiritual life, this is just a hurdle that we have to watch out for. It's just one of those things. Like if we we always have to be aware of what is affecting us and our growth as Catholics, this is one of the things we have to watch out for. So right. it, that's, that's more like just kind of basic level... And then what you said is also what you said is also good. But just if the goal is to advance, know the stumbling blocks, know the hurdles, know that everything is up up for grabs. Everything is, everything can go either way.
1: Yeah, like I've been trying to eat healthy lately, mm-hmm. but I'll walk by. There's a, a cube near my cube where there's um, a big container of M Ms. And it's very um, it's very inviting because they have those tiny little shot glass sized solo cups. Oh yeah, and a scoop so you can just scoop out a cup and they haven't been touched by you know everyone's grubby hands. Mm-hmm. And it's you know imminent. It's one of the greatest of all, um,
0: greatest true. of all the Ms. Sure.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Best best use of, of the letter M and you know, okay, well, even if I'm just going to have 15 M&M's, those are not contributing to my health. Right. And so if my goal is to eat healthy, why do I want those M&M's? And if my goal is to enjoy eating healthy, why do I put so much, you know, why would I be, like, undermining that with, those you know, what, what are those contributing? Mm-hmm. You know, eventually I may really like having, you know, fruit for dessert like they do in Europe or um healthy foods. But if I'm still holding on to like, well, I'll eat healthy all day, but I at least get to have my M and Ms, um, you know, am I really embracing health as a good thing? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna kill me, obviously, but it does sort of show that I'm I'm not committed to making, you know, my focus
0: Right. I'd say we wrap it up here for now, and then what we'll do is come back uh, next week or the week after, and we can talk about the reverse. Instead of, like, a bunch of poo-pooing things, we can talk about combating it and, you know, more practical. Instead of just doling out these things, we can talk about how to actually put it into practice, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I like that. like the sound of
0: that yeah all right so thanks for listening to this week's episode we'll talk to you next time
1: see you guys